emergency? Mm, felt like that was a successful mingle. Yeah, it was. Hi. Hello. <laughs> this is Cocktail Murder. It is. We just came back from a very corporate holiday party. Super corporate, honestly. Super. Free us from corporate America. Please. <laughs> Give me and me your shot Please, glass. dude. Once Cocktail Murder starts making money. Yeah, that's it. Out of there. Freaking out of there. But until then, for two, <laughs> to our nine to five babes, hello. Hi. We're here with you. Yes. We yes. understand. <laughs> And if you can deal with it, if you can ride that corporate ladder, do it. Do it. Don't do be it. afraid to be stuck in the position you're in. Like Not stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Because um, you're not stuck. That's the thing. Yeah. You're and never it, stuck. You're not. You're right. You're right. And it's okay, dude. If you like corporate, just fucking do it. Stop letting yeah. people – stop letting entrepreneurs tell you to, like, yeah. quit your 9 to 5. Like, oh. It's okay to have a 9 to 5. It's okay to have a nice, consistent income and keep it that way. Hello. It's okay. It's okay to – uh, work for other people. It really is, especially if you like your job and you like what your job is providing to the employees and what your job does. You're not a loser yeah. for being for not being an entrepreneur. <laughs> like, yeah, it's okay. Not seriously. everyone needs to be an entrepreneur. No, not at all. I, it's so funny because not always, everyone can be. Like it's just it's not no, like viable. Like, no, just not at all. It it's is. so funny because you always see people. They're like, oh well, I. At least I don't have a nine to five and at least it's I hate that. And you know what? It's funny because it's like, yeah, you're right. At least you don't have a nine to five because for whatever reason you have beef with a nine to five. Yeah, which for, I get it. For some reason. Which I get, fine. That's fine. But you know, you still have to pay your taxes. Um, you still yeah. have state taxes that you need to pay, and which is the same shit as a nine to five. You also have like, to work your ass off. You also have like, to work. Like it's not nine to five. Like yeah. it's like 5 a.m. to like 3 a.m. Yeah, like, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with people who is okay and complacent with working a nine to five. Well, again, I mean, especially I hate that if word you complacent have complacent because that has like a it bad makes you meaning. feel like it's like yeah. it, if. If you want to, if you want to do a nine to five, it's fine. If you yeah. feel like you're good with that, if you're comfortable in nine to five, and you don't want to branch out, and you have out, a good fine. salary at that, and yeah, you're especially more than comfortable, because like at our job, these people are making, I mean, amazing, crazy amounts, <laughs> yeah. like eight figure salaries yeah. Yeah. at my job off of this little nine to five exactly. that they have. Like it's it's, so it's fine, and that's the it's thing. Fine. It's like you don't have to knock down someone else's hustle. Some people right. hustle outside of corporate America and some people hustle in different industries, we're all working hard. Yeah. Where no one is lazy than more Especially if than you're other. here in America, dude. Uh, yeah, we're all fucking working hard. We're you all working. To. Yeah. You have to survive. You don't have a choice. Exactly. We don't have a choice. Exactly. Like, it's doesn't okay. matter what we do. Even the scammers got to work hard. Okay? Even the scammers, scammers got to work hard. Scamming they asses off. They sure are. Boy, are they? <laughs> are they? Even if you're just stealing stuff from the store. I mean, I saw... These girls, ugh, this poor worker, pepper spray. Oh my god! This worker today at a wig store and stole some wigs. But you know what? They ran their asses off. They ran and they ran <laughs> and they ran, and that's work. 
and one of them was pregnant and the other one had a baby in her hand that is just so sad can we talk about this like crime spree that's going on and it seems like a lot of it is coming out of la yeah that's what it looks like that's what it seems like for sure dude these motherfuckers oh my they are insane this is insane and you really got to be careful people are getting robbed at the dinner table yeah you have to be careful out there it's really bad right I mean, now even like the uh, the um, police office he's like right. the police chief or something i right. don't know exactly what his title is but he came mm-hmm. out and was like do not come here yeah do not come to la yeah. because it is just a crime spree he said yeah. it's like the purge right now and he said um that the by the time police or security will get to you uh the perps will already be gone <laughs> right exactly. so just literally exactly. be outside at your own risk yeah, that's just, insane. That's insane. Like, ugh, can that's, we, people like, are can really hungry stop? right now. Can y'all yeah. quit? Like, I get it. Yeah, you're right. People are surviving. People are hungry, especially it's the holiday season. Right. I mean, okay, so my little friend, friend, mm-hmm. he has been ordering packages to his house. Mm-hmm. And I think like three times the same package was getting stolen. Mm-mm. So like he ordered it to his house. It got stolen off of his front, off of the yeah. front door. Wow. So he reordered it. The second package came, got stolen again. Yeah. And then the third time it got stolen again. That's nuts. It's like, dude, like what the, what the yeah. fuck? And let me tell y'all something about these FedEx workers and these Amazon, like who the USPS, whoever is delivering these packages. Okay. I get you guys are working hard, but yo, can you put these things in like better places? Seriously. Like, like if I give you my apartment number and all that stuff and how to get in my building and you leave my package in the middle of the mail room where anybody can get inside. Anybody can get inside, walk up. past and that's take for themselves. Up. Dude, they're leaving the packages outside of the gate. Yeah, they're starting to do that. I've been seeing that. That's crazy. Even And it's not even just packages. I saw mail. Yeah. I saw a piece of mail mail outside of the door. That's insane. The other day I saw an Uber Eats order Uh and it was at the gate where you drive into. It was way out. It wasn't even inside the apartment complex. It was outside of the gate. Oh my God. And it was just sitting there on the floor. And it was like, you could tell it wasn't open because it still had like the tape over it and stuff like that. But still. I was just like, wow. That's nuts. Come on. Y'all can't start getting lazy now. Yeah. That is nuts. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. No, it, it sucks. Hey, let's take the shot. Yeah. We're shooting some whiskey. Yeah. With a pickleback. With a pickle. I love picklebacks. Me too. Yeah. Look at this photograph. Because Nickelback, the singer, <laughs> the artist, pickleback. I don't Every know. Every time I do, it makes me laugh. <laughs> I love that song. That's a good song. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Ooh. Charlie, please hush. Oh, Charles is protecting this us. This pickleback isn't like regular pickleback. It's like zesty pickles. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it's like zesty pickle juice. Okay. Yeah, if you guys don't know what a pickleback is, it's the the chaser. It's yeah. pickle juice. Yeah. And if you drink it with whiskey, one, it's delicious, and two, it takes the taste of the whiskey right out. Mm-hmm. Literally. It knocks out any honestly any alcohol taste yeah. <laughs> like it's it's awesome and from what i heard like pickle juice hydrates you oh that's and even so better it, yeah you're also hydrating yourself which is the number one thing you need when you yeah. drink because then you end up with hangover but yeah because then that would suck um anywho this is cocktail murder yes. i'm honey i'm ty and we drink we talk about murder yes. typically um <laughs> <laughs> and um the reason why we say typically is because it really is the end of the year. 
And, and this is our last episode of the year. Is it the last? I think next week would technically be the last, right? Yeah, I guess so. That's yeah, true. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the second to last episode of the year. Um, and uh, so we decided that instead of doing dun 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 <laughs> true crime stories for the last two episodes, that we mm-hmm. would just kind of talk to you. Yeah, um, and we, we like you guys exactly. And uh, we're gonna just kind of recap on the year, just talk about our year, and mm-hmm. uh, we actually encourage you guys to send us audio recordings. Yes, of, if you guys have any true crime stories you want to share, yeah, if you guys have a true crime story, like what true crime story got you guys into true crime, mm-hmm. what. What's your what's the scariest true crime story or case and uh, what's that case that stuck with you feel free to you know record on your phone send us a video voice yeah. recordings or even shoot us an email mm-hmm. um, at cocktail murder at gmail.com and um, we will love to share it uh, for our next week's yeah. episode for our you know episode of the, year. of the year closing off so um, it, it, in that case Taj, what's the true crime case that stuck with you the most? Oh, the one that stuck with me the most. Oh, um, okay. I'll tell you the one that really got me into true crime, um, which is also our very, very first story we've ever told Mm -hmm. on Cocktail Murder was the Golden State Killer. Yeah. Um, And for those of you who binge our podcast, we're talking about the first story on our Instagram live. Yes. Yeah. And this is the story that got us. Yeah. Yeah. This is the story that got us started with this podcast. Yeah. That one was so interesting to me because just reading about like his killing spree which was all up and down California. Yeah. I mean, from the bottom, from San Diego to San Francisco. Yeah. Um, or Sacramento. Um, what was so interesting about it was like he was able to get away with so much. One, because he was a white male. Mm-hmm. And two. And a cop. And, exactly. That, yeah. Like when I found out he was a police officer. And, me. Yeah. And he was actually um, a part of his killing spree. He was um, robbing homes. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that he was in the robbery division mm-hmm. of his uh, precinct. Insane. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And this guy, if you guys know the story, I mean, they didn't find this guy until many, many, many years later. Literally on his deathbed. Literally, He's well, in kinda, prison, kind we of. thought he was on his deathbed yeah. until he started hopping up on tables I know. in jail. And you could see that, like, we, we posted that video on uh-huh. our Instagram page, one of our early videos. And it's funny because in 2020, while the pandemic was happening, mm-hmm. and there were so many news clippings about the pandemic, um, it came out that his final sentencing was um, about to be ruled. Yeah. But he was, like, rolled in in a wheelchair. He looked like he was croaking over. Right. Um, and we were like, damn, he's old as hell. But then we catch a, a video of him in jail, and he's – literally hopping on the sink hopping on the top bunk of the bed like we were like what the fuck he's so athletic yeah which is funny because they described him in a wheelchair in a wheelchair literally looking like he couldn't even breathe like how (laughs) can i know you can't breathe in a photo that's insane and that's how he (laughs) appeared 
Um, but the it's so interesting though how strong he was in his legs, right? Because yeah. during the uh the time that he was the ransacker, um, he was yes. hopping gates like nothing. He was super athletic. Yeah, that that's and, why that's a part of the reason why they didn't catch him when yeah. they because they so caught athletic. him in the act. But yeah, he was able to get away by hopping people's backyard gates. Yeah, and he was hopping from backyard to back backyard parkour. exactly literally, literally parkour. it was so like yeah. it's crazy so yeah. yeah so that is like the story that really got me started in true crime but you know what really got me thinking about like um uh, black and people of colored cases was asia degree oh that was the story yes. that i was like okay this yeah, is cocktail sure. murder mm -hmm. right here this is what we should talk about yeah. this is these are the types of cases we should cover yeah Aisha degree was the young girl i mean she was only oh, oh i can't even remember how old she was but she she was only like eight i was gonna say seven eight or nine yeah. years old <laughs> and, the um, they what is to believe that in the middle of the night she packed a backpack of clothes and candy and she walked out the front door supposedly supposedly run ran away yeah and, and it, that story was really really interesting yeah. really crazy she's never been found no um except they did find this house mm -hmm. with this couple that lived there mm -hmm. and they found a photo of a little girl who was about the same age as Asia, mm -hmm. another young black girl mm -hmm. looked just like Asia, and it was just a random photo they found in their shed. Mm -hmm. um, but that house was never searched. Mm -hmm. They just, they found, they even found candy mm -hmm. that they believe mm -hmm. um, belonged to Asia. Oh, the photo, sorry, the photo was of another, it was a news clipping of another little girl who had gone missing next mm -hmm. to Asia's like beret yeah, or yeah, like ribbon like her, or um, something like that like but it was pencils it was a pencil yeah case but it was definitely Asia degree stuff next to another little missing little girl's yeah. news clipping which is believed that like maybe like whoever we believe that she was kidnapped. I believe 100%. that she was kidnapped. The, and, I think she and was lured out. that that lured picture out. was used to like mm -hmm. kind of entice her like, like a friend. Mm -hmm. Like maybe this was like a friend that was quote unquote like telling her, oh, come with me. Let's go here. And then maybe she showed up to the place and it was someone yeah. who kidnapped her or whatever. But yeah, that's the case that really made me like, oh my gosh, this little girl's missing. How do you yeah. just pack your bag, leave? And nobody... Nobody can find you. And yeah. then there's clear evidence mm -hmm. of like you've been in this specific area in the shed of this house. Yep. And then the investigation didn't even investigate the home or the people that nope. lived in the home. They did not. They did and not. And that was like so crazy to me. I just I couldn't and then and that. her things, her backpack and everything that they found. Yeah, they in, found her backpack. Yeah. It buried in a trash bag was near that shed, right? Wasn't it near well, that property or was it? It was on like far a away? work site a couple okay, miles okay, away. Okay. Yeah. So that was like really crazy. And they're like, well maybe we'll find her body on this work site. It was like a bunch of rubble, yeah. but um, by the time they found her backpack, it was like a while later. So yeah. it was just, it was a whole thing. I, you guys have to go back and yeah. read that story or listen. Uh, we've told that story, mm -hmm. um, I think a couple of times actually. Yeah. Um, For sure. So it's it's a good one. And yeah, that's the one that got me into yeah. really what we talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. The story that got me into true crime was, of course, Richard Hernandez. Mm -hmm. That was the – I remember being in high school and um, – I'm 23 years old right now. Ramirez in my bed. Thank you so much. Yeah. Richard Ramirez. Is that his first name? Now I'm like second guessing myself. Right? 
I think it's Richard Ramirez. I think so too. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, the Night Stalker. We'll just use his yes, nickname. <laughs> um, so that case freaked me out so much. That was to me was by far one of the worst cases that um that stuck with me. But I think it was worse because that was like the first like legit true crime case that I dug into and was reading about, and I yeah. was like, holy shit. This guy's fucking nuts. He's impulsive. Um, he has – he really had no M.O. Yeah. His M.O. was just being erratic. and He just went for anybody. He went for anybody. It was just really scary. I remember living in L.A. Um, let's see. When did I watch the documentary? Sometime last year, beginning of the year. I was living in L.A. And um, the Night Stalker documentary came out. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to watch this. This, you know, this mm-hmm. is case in which that doc, that documentary was so well put together. It really was so It was good. amazing. Yeah. They put that shit together so well. Anyways, watching that on Netflix and I couldn't get past the first episode, it freaked me the fuck out. Oh, yeah. They mentioned street names that I was near, mm. that I knew. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, I cannot. I, I think uh, one of the street names was La Brea. And I was like, that's literally up the street. No, right. thank you. And <laughs> yeah, I turned it off. I was like, it just, I'm just imagining the Night Stalker coming through my window. Like, like he would uh, go from house to house. And if the front door was open, he would just go inside. Just walk and in. And kill everybody inside. He would just walk in. Um, And I think that was the case where investigators also noted to keep your, you know how you have like outside lights and stuff, like porch mm-hmm. lights? Turn it on because in his case, if the light was on, he wouldn't go. Like mm-hmm. he wouldn't go to that house because the light is on. You can see him. Mm-hmm. But with the lights that were completely dark, it, the porch light him. was off and everything. Couldn't see him. That was like uh, an okay for him to right. go in. That's you know, crazy. of course, along with your doors being unlocked and, yeah. and or window being open. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that case definitely, oh gosh, it, it sticks with me. And the fact that he had a fan club Dude, as he well, he was married because he's he's dead now. I think he died. I think of cancer yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something. Yeah, he did. He, yeah. he like got married. Some woman married him while he was in prison. That's insane. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. So I yeah, that story definitely um t- pretty much sucked me in yeah. to true crime altogether. That case is wild. Um, it also like shed light on, and we talk about this all the time. Uh, shed light on the fact that. Uh, yes, there can be serial killers in people of color and black communities. Yeah. It's not always a white dude with glasses. It's not always some middle-aged white balding like Ted guy. Yeah, yeah, it's not always a white man. There are more, you know, multicultural which we'd covered men like and women. Samuel Little, exactly. Like the Taco Bell Strangler, exactly. like the Cleveland Strangler, mm-hmm. like. Um, uh, who's I, I was about to say my favorite, which sounds crazy, but it I is know. my favorite. Um, the Grim Sleeper, the Grim Sleeper. Oh, that story, you know, and that's one of those stories too. When we were digging into it and, and we went on our live talking about it, mm-hmm. um, it's crazy to see that the community in South Central, the black women, had to make other black women in the community aware. be aware mm-hmm. of a serial killer on the loose because police officers, for whatever reason, never put two and two together that there's a serial killing going on in exactly. South Central. Because one, again, a black community, they didn't see they a didn't black think. man being a serial killer. Yeah. 
And two, remember, like, those were women who were, like, involved in sex work or had, yeah. like, drug problems. And so instead of warning all of the women that mm-hmm. were in that area that this man is on the loose and yeah. killing women, yeah. they just kind of like, oh, another one has died. Mm-mm. That's it. Like, that was it. Yeah. It, like, like, they didn't tell – they didn't care. Right. It's, like, as simple as that. They just didn't care. And so, um, yeah, that's another reason why we do cocktail murder because – we care about these victims. Seriously. You know, we yeah. care about the ones that um, nobody knows their name. They know the name of the killer. They don't know the name of the victims yeah. because nobody talks about them. Mm-hmm. And they have a story. Mm-hmm. And whether or not they could be like the greatest person in society or they could be someone that's like sh- living off of the streets. Literally. You know, like that's still very important to say their name. Mm-hmm. And make people aware of what's mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. like the other yeah. so many women were dying because they had no idea what was going on Mm-mm. you know just imagine if they knew just imagine if they knew um i'm trying to think of another case where it was like that where the community kind of got together there's been a lot of cases where the community got together uh that we've covered like in Mexico, I think, yeah. and, and they would bring, da- they would take down the serial yeah. killer themselves. Oh I love those. I'm literally trying to think of the There's been man's a couple. name where the um the city or the town like got together and yeah. they literally stopped him. Like he was running away from like shit. Yes, the, he was oh, running away from police. Fuck, I forgot his name. And Excuse my the language. town like made this barricade of yeah. people to catch him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I can't, uh, I can't his for, Yeah, I forgot his name. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it's sad to think that some investigators don't do their job. Yeah. It's awesome that the community of, like, the people literally come together uh, to bring down someone that's terrorizing our community. Yeah. Um, but it's just sad that we have to do the work. Exactly. You know, yeah. that's that's yeah. the only thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, we want to shed light on those victims. And we want to shed light on how fucked up these inve- investigations are. Yeah. Like, coming to mind right now was Lavina Johnson. And she was in the military. And yes. her death was ruled a suicide. Even even though uh, there was signs of rape, there was evidence of um, acid being poured on her genitals. Yep. Um, she was shot, but not in her dominant hand, yep. not from her dominant hand. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. There was a trail of blood mm-hmm. going to and from her tent. Like it was like, it was crazy. It was crazy that entire situation.